Do complex legal issues hold you back? Let's get energized and bring clarity to your top legal questions. This is Law Talk with the Flock by Guzman Law Firm. Gina Guzman, CEO, lawyer, author, and business leader, here to help walk you through the law, your life as a leader, and business. Welcome, Alex. I have Alex Bernstein with me here today. He's an attorney at the Guzman Law Firm and focuses on real estate. We're going to talk about 1031 exchanges. Happy to have you on the podcast. Yes, Gina. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Have you been on a podcast before, Alex? I have not been on a podcast before. I listen to a couple daily, so I have a little experience on the other end, but not on this side of the microphone, no. Exciting. Yes, so we're very. really happy to have you on, yeah. and we're going to be talking about 1031 exchanges. Yes, we are. What is a 1031 exchange? So the 1031 exchange gets its name from the relevant section of the U.S. tax code that for, for which it's named. Uh, another way people original can, name there right yes yeah. yes that that's the term of art but what I think most people would consider it would be a, a light kind exchange and that's a good way to think of it because it kind of tells you um, what it does so like kind exchange right or 1031 exchange they mean the same thing yep interchangeable awesome and we do these things part of our real estate group and part of our practice and so we're going to dive into them a little bit more and let people know what they're all about. Absolutely. Okay. Sounds yeah. good. So keep on going. Tell us more sure. about this like kind yeah. exchange. So like kind basically means that you're going to exchange one property for another of similar nature or character. And I think uh, a common misconception is that somebody who has an apartment needs to exchange it for another apartment. Uh, to qualify for this like kind exchange and that's actually not true so somebody could own a, a restaurant or a bowling alley and exchange it for really <clears throat> any other kind of real property uh, in the United States so we're talking about real estate deals yes. some there's some dirt somewhere that that's we're right. talking about that's right, right. Mm -hmm. there's gonna be a deed and a legal description and it's how we transfer the property from one to another through this special tax savings vehicle that's right Okay. That's really our main advantage is that is that tax benefit. Yeah. yeah let's talk. What is the benefit? Why are these popular? Right. Okay. So there's a few tax beneficial treatments here that, that are important, but the main one is that you're going to have tax deferral on your capital gains from the original property that you're transferring uh, for the new property. And, and that opens up a couple different uh, benefits for you. And, and the first one is wealth preservation. And then the next one is the tax advantage of your cash flow. So you're able to defer the gains that you've already built up from the first property and, and keep that going moving forward. Okay, so I'm gonna break this down for everybody. Sure. I bought a piece of property for a dollar and now I'm gonna sell it for a hundred dollars. Right. I have a $99 gain. Right. And instead of having to pay tax on that $99 today, I can roll it into a new property and defer that tax until later. That's right, and the beauty of that is you can take property number two and exchange it for property number three and property three for property number four. So you and start now out, I'm a land baron. And, and yeah, and now, and now you're a <laughs> land baron with this huge amount of capital gain and you're not paying tax on it every time you're changing your investment. You're, you're basically changing the nature and character of your investment by just continually carrying it over. Mm -hmm. And then in the end, you've just got one tax bill rather than five tax bills. And hopefully I made money on every one of those transactions. That's right, yes. that's right. Awesome. So that's when you talk about wealth preservation. It's because you can keep growing your investment right. over the years and not have to take that tax hit. Exactly. Yep. 
Excellent. And what was the other benefit you mentioned? Uh, wealth preservation. Okay. And and so uh, is that the one we did? We talked about that already. Wealth preservation. We just did, yeah. but what, there was one. I think just oh, deferring the tax. Oh, tax advantage cash flow. Yep. Cash yep, flow. Yep. What's so the, what do you mean by that? So your cash flow is improving. So you've already got this money invested uh, into this property here. And uh, you want to continue acquiring new and better properties. And rather than dipping into cash that you might have for another endeavor or that you've got already earmarked away for other things, uh, you can use this money that you've got here and flow it into your next project. You bet. So in my example, after I sold for $100, now I could take all $100 and put that down on my new property versus if I paid the tax, I probably would only end up with 80 Correct. So I'm going to have more cash to roll into my next property. Exactly. Yep. Awesome. Cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about how can this be useful for investors? Okay. Yeah. So uh, really, it's going to be investors who are looking to continually acquire new and better properties, but they're not going to want to take that tax hit every year. Okay. And how can an attorney help with this 1031 like-kind exchange process? So uh, attorney can do a lot for you in this process. And the first and foremost is just going to be your drafting and your document review. So you kind of touched on that a little bit at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's important to have an attorney doing the paperwork because there are so many different legal formalities that you're going to bump into and so many nuances in real estate that um, even an, an experienced real estate investor isn't going to remember. So uh, the document drafting and, and review are, are going to be huge. In addition to that, you're going to need somebody to help you navigate the rules and the regulations that come with 1031, mm-hmm. and a seasoned tax and real estate attorney is going to be somebody who can who can really do that for you. Because there's like minimums on time periods or maximums, I That's guess right. I should say. That's right. There, yeah, there are some specific steps that you're going to have to go through and, and some deadlines that you're going to have to meet. And I think in terms of being deadline-oriented, we attorneys are, are probably about as good as it comes. And we like helping our clients with these transactions because we're actually helping them save money. That's right. And they're That's usually the happy in this process too, aren't they? People are usually happier when they're saving money. That's right. <laughs> they are. And if they're avoiding tax in a legal manner, because this, right. this is the best way to go. That's right. Awesome. What What are some of the other ways that uh, we're able to help as the attorney in this process? So I think another big advantage that we provide is mm-hmm. uh, our ability to do due diligence through the process. So we're going to help you identify the right properties for you to be transitioning into. You know, you've got a good property here, but there's obviously, there's usually something better out there. And and so when you've identified the property that you want to move into, it's important that you do due diligence on that property. And I think that's a big benefit that attorneys can add as well. So for example, we're going to review the title report. Right. And we can see things that might be an issue mm-hmm. on that property. And then if there are issues, we can help them clean it up too, can't we? That's right. We can identify the issue and then also hopefully clear it up on the back end too without too much trouble. You bet. So what are the next steps for people to take if they own real estate and they're thinking about selling and they know they're going to have a gain? What should they be doing now? So the the steps for uh, a 1031 exchange are pretty clearly defined. And obviously that, that first step is to sell the property. And then uh, the next step after that is you need to identify, like I was just talking about, those replacement properties. And you've got 45 days to do so uh, from the time that you sell that first property. And so what I would always advise people is that you should have those replacement properties in mind Mm -hmm. before you go to sell that first property. So you don't want to be coming up on on day 40, 41, 42, and you're still trying to narrow down this list of properties that you want to transition into. 
That happens sometimes. In fact, I was just talking with somebody the other day, and uh, Okoboji's coming up, Okoboji mm-hmm. season. We have a, a place up there that we go to in the summer, and they were just telling me, well, we ended up getting a place in Okoboji because we had to name a property <laughs> yeah. in a yeah. 1031. Yep. And I'm like, well, that's a good way to inherit yeah. a lake home. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Another thing I would I would do on the front end rather than, than wait until you're in the process is yeah. to identify your qualified intermediary. So that's going to be the person who holds the capital gains for you in that transition period between property A and property B. And I suppose that's another big benefit for uh, your attorney involvement as well as they can help you find a seasoned qualified intermediary uh, that knows what they're doing so the transaction gets done by the book. Yeah, we have those qualified intermediaries in our Rolodex. That's right. We We certainly do. Our electronic phone Rolodex. That's right. Yeah. And that's probably something that not everybody just has at their hip pocket. Right. No. And again, what is a qualified intermediary? Let's break that down for everybody. Sure. So that's going to be either an individual or a company or some sort of group that is going to hold those capital gains for you in that interim period in between when you've sold that first property and then you're purchasing your replacement property. So there's that 45 day period where you have to identify the property and then you've got 180 days total uh, to close on that new property. So when you reach that 180 day mark or whenever you get your closing day, your qualified intermediary will step in and they'll take those capital gains. They'll facilitate that to the other seller. They'll make sure that you technically never take control of that money. um, um, So that you, Capital gains aren't attributed to you, so they're kind of staying out there mm-hmm. in the in the free space to, to move around. It's really there are people that we're working with in the background to help us get these deals done. Yes, they facilitate the transaction. And yep. if they come and they call you or they call the firm, we're able to help them make this seamless, and they can close the transaction and be confident that they don't have to pay their capital gains today, and they can defer it until the future. That's right. It's a team effort, and we're always willing. We're always glad when those questions come in and call because we want to handle those things. Um, with people on the front end. Awesome. Thanks yeah. so much for explaining all of this for us today, yeah, Alex. you bet. Appreciate you having on the podcast. And uh, thanks, everyone. Go make it worth it. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for Law Talk with the Flock by Gooseman Law Firm. We hope you feel energized and ready to soar past your goals. Become a Flock fan and subscribe to our podcast for weekly episodes. Learn more at goosemanlaw.com.